Welcome to the What Wild Women Want podcast. I'm Rachel Rose, your personal, certified, feminine awakening coach, energy healer, and intuitive reader. This is a weekly show where women are empowered to unapologetically activate their goddess mode and reclaim their birthright to love, freedom, happiness, and abundance. This is a shrinking violet free zone, guys. Get ready for raw, open, and absolutely necessary conversations to supercharge your self-love journey. I love you. You are worth it. Let's get started. Welcome back to season two of the What Wild Women Want podcast, and I'm your host, Rachel Rose. I missed you guys so much, you don't even know, but we are back and we're stronger than ever. We're kicking off season two with a very, very interesting topic indeed. But before we get into this, let me tell you a little bit about where I began for those of you who are new here. So when I first started my spiritual journey, I was very much into yoga and meditation. And I still remember my first ever retreat in Costa Rica and all the amazing people I met there. I felt like I'd opened up a whole new world by learning about asanas, meditation, chakras. And I thought, oh my God, this is bloody fantastic. But I had no idea just how much broader holistic healing could really get. Years later, I was catapulted full on into the spiritual world and I've come to know more unique ways of not only raising my vibration, but also getting divine guidance as well. Since then, I've met wonderful people from all over the world who have deepened my knowledge in all things esoteric, holistic, and alternative healing methods. Therefore, when I came across my next guest on social media, I knew I had to have her on the show to further broaden all of our horizons, particularly as we continue to embark on our soul discovery journey. Today we have with us Ripley Elizabeth Brown, a modern medicine woman from Belgium with roots that go far back to Mexico. Ripley is a certified tea sommelier, herbalism student, practicing green witch, child-free woman and cannabis advocate. She is dedicating her social media platform to her craft, passions, as well as to approach certain topics that are still unknown or otherwise shunned by society. Welcome Ripley. Hi, thanks for having me. Hi, yeah, I'm so happy that you're here. It's been a long time coming, hasn't it? We've been planning this and now it's finally happened. So thank you so much for kicking off season two for us with a bang. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. So excited. (laughs) So first of all, there's so much to unpack, isn't there? Like, why don't you educate us about what tea alchemy is, as well as mycology as well? Because I know some people definitely don't know what that is. And then if you can talk to us also about cannabis and how you use that for your own spiritual needs. Well, uh, tea alchemy is basically a fancy term for tea sommelier, <laughs> something I came up with myself. Um, I enrolled in a course to become a certified tea sommelier somewhere in 2017. And I graduated by the end of 2018. I was always fascinated by tea and herbal medicine and remedies uh, and everything. And when it popped up one day on my screen, I think it was a Facebook advert. I was like, yes, I'm going to take this course. I'm going to enroll. I want to know more about this. And yeah, 
we are here. I'm not doing something officially with my diploma as a tea sommelier or tea alchemist, uh, as I call it. Um, but I like to inspire people and educate people on what tea actually is and what tea does for people and uh, bathe them in the, 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 rich, the different tea rituals. So talk to us about those, because I, I think I've been to one tea ceremony where, and I'm sure they're all very different, aren't they? But this one was very much focused on divination. It was talking about messages within tea. So talk to me about these different rituals and, and our audience and myself can see where there are similarities and how these differ across um, the scale. Yeah, I think uh, the one you attended was like a, a tessomancy uh, ritual. I don't know anything about that myself. Mm-hmm. I don't do uh, tea leaves, only tarot cards. Um, the tea ceremonies mm-hmm. that I host uh, together um, at uh, Casa da Pasha Mama are basically um, focused on letting things go and manifesting and setting intentions with your tea, with your cup of tea. It's like a Well, every morning when I make my cup of tea, I take the time to unwind, no phone, nothing around me, just me and the water boiling. Um, It's like a little Zen moment, a little ritual just for me in, in the early hours of the morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. Do you know what's funny? As obviously as a British woman, I love tea. I love breakfast, English breakfast tea, as you even say. So like, it's very interesting to say, to hear you say, you know, you love the sound of the kettle boiling. That is like, makes my heart sing. I love that sound because you know that this sense of calm is coming, isn't it? It's very, I don't know. It just brings you harmony knowing that that's going to come and, and the emotional connection we have with tea as well. Okay. And then, so how do you use that to help benefit you? So what are the benefits of tea alchemy for you? Now, uh, tea, which is from the uh, tea plant, the Camellia sinensis, has like six variants of different teas. Black tea, which is also called red tea in China, green tea, yellow tea, white tea, oolong tea, and puer. And it's basically all from the same plant, but all of them are fermented differently and then made differently, which makes makes their um, healing properties very, very diverse. Like uh, green tea mm. has a lot of caffeine in it. That gives you the, the, the pick-me-up mm. that you need early in the morning. Um, it's uh, very good against aging uh, for your metabolism, boosts your metabolism. White tea, on the other hand, has barely not zero caffeine but barely caffeine and uh, is used in china to rinse your hair to promote hair growth to rinse your skin with for for healthy skin um yeah all different teas all different health benefits that's amazing yeah my mind's definitely blown because all as soon as i think about tea i'm thinking english breakfast add some milk and maybe you know some fresh mint tea as well but this is amazing. You've obviously learned so much on this um, tea sommelier course that you've been on as well and really uh, expanded your knowledge, which is just fantastic. So mycology, I know we did talk about this because we share this interest in shamanism and shamanic practices. So talk to us about herbalism, but specifically mycology. Like, what is that? Now I know what that is, but now, but you can give us a lot more detail in terms of your interpretations of mycology and how you use it. Yeah, mycology is basically the yeah the world of mushrooms, fungi, mycelium. Mm-hmm. We have 
a vast network of mycelium in the ground everywhere you go everywhere you walk there is mycelium network running like it's like the internet but but for nature basically and mushrooms fungi they uh mostly live in in harmony <laughs> i'm going to use that word in harmony okay. with, with the trees and the plants and everything um they are connected to each other and they help each other grow mostly mm. And so what's been your journey, I was going to say your adventure, but what's been your journey with um, mushrooms? Like, how do you use those? Um, I was always fascinated with mushrooms from a young age. I know when I was a little kid, I had mm-hmm. this really thick encyclopedia uh, with all the mushrooms in the forest. And we, when we would go for a walk, I would always bring the book with me. I was like, that's that one. And, and that's that one. I was, I was really excited about mushrooms. and yeah in my teens I quite forgot about them I was too busy with yeah partying I guess and doing what teens do (laughs) like the last five to seven years I'm really connecting on a spiritual level with the mushrooms I also take Mm. psychedelic mushrooms and things like truffles Mm -hmm. for becoming in a higher state basically Um, Mm -hmm. I'm the weird one who talks to mushrooms in the forest (laughs) well you're not so strange because my boyfriend does the same he has a very deep connection with mushrooms as well he really he's both of you are really really interested he's pretty fanatic about mushrooms um because he's you know curious about all the different shapes etc but it is quite a taboo subject isn't it as is cannabis which would go on to a little bit later but you know as we know um mushrooms are used as a recreational drug as well so what are your thoughts on that? What are your thoughts on both mushrooms and cannabis, given this kind of face when it comes to society that actually these are a drug? Um, you know, what, what are your thoughts on that? I'm going to put it very bluntly. They're plants. Well, mushrooms aren't technically plants. They're plant medicine, both of them. And mm-hmm. the things you get at a pharmacy, like things like paracetamol and everything, those are drugs. Those do more harm to your body mm-hmm. than smoking a joint or taking a dose of psychedelic mushrooms. They should be mm-hmm. legalized. They are helping people who are depressive, who have cancer, who mm-hmm. have lots of health problems. They help me with my chronic mm-hmm. headaches. I had a, a chronic headaches and migraines since I was 14 due to an accident. And I tried like everything in the book from mainstream medication. And the only thing that really helped me and suited my pains was cannabis. The CBD kind, Mm. the kind, both of them. Mm. That's so interesting because I know we were going to dive into your personal story. And, you know, I didn't know this about you. And it's really interesting that the holistic way was the way that actually was the most beneficial for you. So how did you get to that point? What were doctors saying when you were trying to go for a diagnosis and asking for medication? Um, they were saying, get some more tests done. So I got more tests done, like MRI, mm. MRI CT scans, the, the, the whole shebang. And they always came to the same point, like we don't know what the actual problem is, but try this kind of medication Oh, it has side effects. Mm. Try this kind of medication. Oh, more side effects. Try this one. I, 
I, I can't count how many types of medication that I tried to to suit to relieve my pain, basically. Then I had one, Neurontin. I took that for 10 years mm. until I became immune. Yeah, the story ends there. What are you supposed to do? If the pain keeps knocking your, yeah. on, on yeah. your like every day, what are you supposed to do? Try another drug? Yes. And so who who introduced you? Was it through your own research that you found the more holistic way of healing? Um, the first time I tried cannabis was around 14, 15, recre- recreational mm-hmm. with my best friend. And I kept on smoking mm-hmm. on a regular, irregular basis just for fun, basically. And we're getting older. I noticed that when I smoked cannabis, my headaches wa- weren't as bad. The migraines stayed away mm-hmm. for a bit when I got an anxiety attack which was linked to my headaches, cannabis was there to soothe me, to calm me down, to to make everything mm-hmm. more at ease. I, I never had at a high. People are like, oh, I'm smoking, I'm, I'm high, I'm seeing pink elephants on parade and shit like that. Not really me. <laughs> I, 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 never, I never had that. I'm just mellow and at ease and I feel good and I feel blissful and I sleep better. I don't have pain. That's mm-hmm. what it does for me, where mm-hmm. traditional medicine, mainstream medicine failed all these years. Cannabis is there to the rescue. Mm. Yeah. Mm. It's just so interesting, isn't it? And I think what's even more interesting is how, you know, as women, when we do research these more alternative ways of healing ourselves, there is this response from society isn't it then they they start labeling women as witches as evil as you know going against the grain so you know I know this is a really interesting topic for you what are your thoughts on that like on how patriarchy really tries to keep women in a box where we don't explore our spirituality and we're made to feel shameful or wrong about not you know following the masses when it comes to things as important as our well-being they say witch like it's a bad thing. It's not. It's a compliment. <laughs> witch literally means the wise one, the wise woman. And okay, that's a compliment. Thank you. <laughs> no, um, honestly, I, I always had uh, this kind of attitude. I, I, I didn't care what people around me thought about me. I was just doing my thing. I am still just doing my thing. And same thing with being a, a 30 year old woman who is child free people think you're crazy. Mm. people think that you will change your mind although i'm sterilized um yeah, i won't lose my sleep uh, over the opinions of others in in literally every aspect of my life i am doing my thing i am healing myself by by m- taking mushrooms by smoking a joint once in a while by walking barefoot in the forest and not reproducing and I'm perfectly happy and I feel good and I'm in a really good place. I haven't been in a good place a few years back, but now I am. And my connection with nature and and everything surrounding it, the universe basically uh, has made me a happier, healthier and better person. I love that. I feel like you're the epitome of what a wild woman is. So like I said, I'm so happy that you're here on this season with us. Yeah, you're amazing. Um, Particularly, you know, that radical self-love 
despite not fitting that silly mold I am going to say silly because not every woman just because you have a womb doesn't mean you have to use it it doesn't mean that your value decreases because you choose not to have children so power to you and I know that there's other women listening to this podcast that feel exactly the same as you and so you know you're here we can already tell you're a strong woman just by hearing your voice you're a strong advocate for multiple things So tell us about how you're going to be leading so many others in what is going to be absolutely epic. So you've already mentioned Casa de Pachamama. Tell us more about these plans that you have to really spread your teachings alongside your uncle business partner, but also your friend. Yes, my friend Isabel, she's the owner of Chakra Spirit, which is like Belgium's biggest crystal and holistic uh, online shop. Uh, she's moving to Spain uh, by the summer and she has ca- uh, Casa de Pasha Mama. You can also find them on Instagram, uh, which hosts uh, cacao ceremonies and I'm able to be a part of this until she moves to Spain uh, with my childhood, with my tea ceremonies. Uh, we both host uh, two ceremonies in the month um, with a select group of women who really needed to connect with like-minded yeah, witches, wild women, goddesses. We we really connect and we laugh, we cry, we we tell stories, we dance, we make music, we drink cacao. It's it's an amazing experience, and I'm so glad to be a part of this. That's amazing. So amazing. And so how did this idea like spark between both of you? How did you decide that this is your soul mission that you need to achieve? I didn't know it was my soul mission because when I was in a, in, in a darker place to say, I always call myself a misanthrope. I don't like people. I hate people. I don't care about mm. people. And the the past year, the past two years, I think that that, that really changed. I met Isabel uh, on Instagram and uh, she asked me to be an influencer for her brand. And we just started out as like, yeah, the, the company and the influencer. But we really clicked, we really connected and we became friends over a short period of time, basically. And on I, I don't know how it happened. I think it was a short brainstorm session. Like, can't we host a ceremony before you leave to Spain, to Casa de Pasha Mama? I can do my tea, you can do your mm-hmm. cacao, we can, yeah, she, she's like a lot of male energy and so am I, but she's like the light side and I'm more the dark side and we complete each other perfectly actually. So I'm, I'm really wow. grateful to be a part of her journey uh, towards the, the end result of Casa de Pasha Mama. Happy to be a part of it really. It's amazing. And as I said, I will be coming as soon as you get this up and running. You send me a link and I'm going to be coming there because it just sounds so epic. And so, you know, you did mention uh, this will be held in Belgium and Spain for the moment. What are the future plans? Like what would be your aspirations for Casa de Pachamama in terms of growth? Yeah, well, Casa de Pachamama isn't my business. So when she moves to Spain and has a retreat over there, 
uh, I won't uh, have a lot to do with it anymore, but I want to continue maybe my, my, my own ceremonies or teachings here in Belgium, maybe when she comes over to Belgium once a month or on my own or online. I, I want to help people. I want to keep connecting with like-minded individuals. Uh, this is such a nice twist mm. to my life, really. Um, helping people and teaching people mm. is what I need but I didn't know that I needed it. It just came into my life. It's so mm, weird, actually. Mm. It fills you up in a different way. Yeah. Exactly. I feel like we're initiated into, you know, really strange territories in our life when we're ready to, you know, things that we perhaps are doing now, we would never would have been ready for years before. And here we are, but it's all part of that divine path. And so speaking of divine path, what would be a really big piece of advice that you'd give women who are really exploring their spirituality? What's something that you could give uh, as something to help them on their way of self-actualization? It's not all rainbows and brightness and sunshine and enlightenment. To become your highest spiritual self you have to go deep you have to go dark you have to go through a lot a lot of shadow work you're gonna cry it's gonna get messy you're gonna have to relive traumas buried somewhere you didn't know they were buried but in the end you will always be a piece of work but in the end getting mm-hmm. enlightenment that's a real reward it's not gonna be easy I know yeah. social media always, yeah, it seems uh, like it's all shits and giggles and rainbows and meditations on the beach and, and happy cacao ceremonies and connection, but that's not the truth. The, the, the most work is done when you're alone at three at night, when you're crying, when you're having a nervous breakdown. That's where, where the real magic happens. It's hard, but exactly, exactly. I love how you just revealed that it's not glamorous. Like the actual shadow work isn't glamorous. It's pain, you know. It's dealing with those suppressed feelings and those emotions. And I just love how you're talking about these suppressed emotions, stuff that's so deep within our psyche, we weren't even aware, you know, that they're affecting us so deeply and hindering us from progressing. So I think that's a wonderful piece of advice. And so, you know, I'm sure everyone listening now is obsessed with you, as I am. So where can we find you on social media? What are your handles? You can find me on Instagram at The Jungalista. And I also have a website, which is www.thejungalista.com. Perfect. Thank you so much. And I did warn you, I've got a silly question. So here it comes. (laughs) So if you could be any herb, any herb in the entire world, as you're a herbalist student, what herb would you be? And why? And why? (laughs) A stinging nettle. Because I am healing and soothing in my own way, but also sting. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) There's more to me than it seems. It's also the same thing with stinging nettles. And that is all we have time for for today, guys. If you love this episode, take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram and Facebook stories. I am at The Healing Rose Holistics. Feel free to send me a DM. 
love you let me know what you liked about this episode and let me know what you want to see more of have a good one